Welcome to the NARPM Podcast, where we bring you the most in-depth look into the property management industry. We discuss hot topics with property managers, vendors, and those that support the property management industry. The National Association of Residential Property Managers is the recognized leader in property management. Our host is Pete Newbig, co-founder of Empire Industries Property Management and co-founder and CEO of VPM Solutions, where property management meets global talent. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the host and are not necessarily those of NARPM. Now, here's your host, Pete Newbig. Welcome to another exciting episode of the uh, NARPM podcast. I'm your host, Pete Newbig, and as always, we have another incredible show. As the head of product at Sunroom, Darius Salupur, and I probably butchered your name, Darius, and I apologize, but he's a tech expert with a passion for creating innovative solutions in the single-family residential leasing and property management industries. He leads a team of talented product engineers designers and managers and collaborates closely with the data and engineering teams to bring his vision to life. He's originally from Southern California. Let's not hold that against him, but he has been living in Austin, Texas for the past five years. So he finally come to his senses and moved to the great state of Texas. Yeehaw. Of course, he landed in the right spot. Austin, the blueberry of Texas. In his free time, he enjoys painting, riding his motorcycle and actively participating in the local startup scene how things are different. Uh, My scene used to be the single scene. Now it's the startup scene. Anyway, let's get ready for our hot topic of the day. So the hot topic. I chose today on how to reduce turn days. This was something that was crushing me at Empire. And honestly, I'm going to talk about it for about three to five minutes. But this honestly could be not just a full podcast. It could be like a week's long worth of class, right? But let's talk a little bit about on a high level. So the number one thing you need to do to reduce your turn days is to get your property back in rent ready shape. All right. I mean, every time you get a property and it's already clean and it's looking good and there's nothing that needs to be done, your, your turn days are, are literally could be one day. So how do we do that? Well, my, my friend Amy Carnes taught me to add professional carpet cleaning and maid service in the lease. So Get the property professional cleaned. That's the number one challenge. That's a big challenge, right? And then communicate often. So after somebody puts in their notice, we should be communicating every 30 days, you know, on day 30, day 15, day 10, and then like literally like a countdown, right? From five, four, three, two, one. We want to make sure that there's no holdover. We want to make sure that they know how to give us the keys, how to give us the remotes, how to exit the property to make sure that they understand that there's carpet cleaning to let them know what damages could be assessed. And so we want to do everything we can to get that property in rent ready fashion. The next thing is, you know, you need to schedule your utilities, your walkthrough and your make ready team two weeks out. How do you know if you need a make ready team or not? Well, sometimes you don't. Usually I look at the last inspection report. So, you know, you do a, a, an annual inspection, but schedule the utilities. So, you know, um, sometimes it takes your water to get on three days. Are you going to turn water on the day that people move out? What we started doing, we started doing about two weeks earlier. This way it's more proactive than reactive. So we'd schedule, our make ready teams love that they got scheduled two weeks out as well because now they can create a, a, a schedule as well. 
So we would schedule the utilities. We'd schedule the on-site pros. If you're not using them and they're in your area, I don't know why you would not use them, but they would do our walkthroughs for us. So they do our, our move-out walkthrough. And then, of course, we'd have the make-ready team. So now you have everybody scheduled. We'd also, here in Texas, we legally have to change the locks. So we would change locks before somebody moved in. Some people do it after they move in. So that's the first challenge, is right? Making sure that you get the property back in rent-ready shape. The next one is the owner side of things, right? So let's make sure that we have enough funds to handle a make-ready because sometimes the damages might be more than the security deposit or there just might be some wear and tear that the owner needs to pay for. One of the things that we did is we, we had a different reserve amount for make-ready than we did for regular regular tickets, right? Regular maintenance. So our maintenance might have been three, four, five hundred dollars $500, but our, our reserve amount in our PMA for make-ready was one month's rent. And then what we did is when somebody gave their notice, we would not pay the last month out to the, out to the owner. We'd hold the last month's rent. This guaranteed us by having a security deposit and by having one month's rent, 99% of the time, we can work and, and fix those issues for, and get that property turned rather quickly. And then, of course, as much as you're doing communicating to the resident and setting up the, the rules of the game, you also have to do that with the owner. One of the things that we like to do, again, I learned this from, from my good friend Amy, is sometimes the, the owner wants to relist the property at a higher rate than you know, what the market represents. So, we would, so Amy says, hey, list the property the way he wants the first 30 days. List the property as coming soon. And then after those 30 days, if, he, if it didn't get rented, then you list at your recommended price. So I thought that was a, a cool tip. I know it has not much to do with reducing turn days, but again... At least you're communicating with your owner and, and letting him know why we're doing certain things and, and, you know, not to worry about a few bucks here and there because at the end of the day, the quicker he gets that property ready, the quicker he could lease it. And if you can get this really down pat and you're, you have your turn days under, you know, 10 days, that's something that you can market because that really is uh, money in the owner's pocket. So we're going to hit a quick commercial break and then... We're going to have our interview with Darius. Pretty, pretty riveting stuff that uh, Darius is working on. So stay tuned. Scaling your business means juggling many moving parts, leaving you wondering how to manage it all. How can you keep your eye on growth and streamline your operations? At RentBridge, we've created the Property Management Operating System, an ecosystem for property management marketing and process automation, where you can view and take action on the most important aspects of your operations, from sales and new owner onboarding to leasing, collections, renewals, and more. By bringing operations and marketing under one platform, you can have end-to-end -end visibility of your owners, tenants, and vendors from the first moment they interact with you, allowing you to add more doors with less effort and scale a truly profitable property management business. To learn more, visit rentbridgegroup.com today. Did you know that most tenants struggle to come up with a large sum of money needed to move into their new rental home? Let Renters Insurance Solutions help you solve this problem by giving tenants another option for security deposits. Property managers can make up to $200 per door annually with our programs. Learn more at our website, yourris.com. That's Y-O-U-R-R-I-S.com. Renters Insurance Solutions, 
your experts in property management and insurance. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks so much for being at the Norton Podcast. And Darius, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I think yeah. it's going to be a great podcast. So Sunroom making a big splash in the single family industry. I've seen you guys all over NARPM. You guys are becoming big, big fans of NARPM or big partners of NARPM. Just tell me a little bit about, you know, what challenges you guys saw in the market and how is Sunroom solving those challenges? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for asking. So Sunroom, just first off, we are an end-to-end leasing service for property managers. So a to Z, absolutely every task you can think of from, you know, boots on the ground, property setups, all the way to helping the renter get moved in at the end of the day. What we saw is a lot of smaller property management companies simply don't have a lot of the tech, a lot of the best practices that the best, biggest players have. And we are studying those and providing those tools, providing those services to the smaller players. So we're, we're speaking right now, it's in March. But this is coming out in May, and we purposely are moving this to May because we all know that May, June, July, August are are the really the 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 busy months. But is it really the busiest? Is it really a busier time? Do you have data that yeah. supports this? Yeah, good good question. Yes, we can quantify it. It is there is the, there is some data here, and just maybe before I get into the actual numbers, I just want to say you know it's different market by market, different portfolio by portfolio um, in all the different markets we operate in, we see those differences. So I will focus where we are headquartered here in Austin, Texas on the numbers here. So yes, in the summertime, you'll have around two times as many leases as you do in the slower months. And what we see is not only do you have more leases, every lease has around three times as many tours. And so you kind of have this interesting multiplier effect where just in terms of tour count, and that obviously is related to leads coming in, you have around six times as much activity happening there. And so if you're a property manager, let's say with 350 doors in your slowest months, you might have four to six leases in your busiest month, you might have anywhere between 15 and 20 leases. And so if you multiply that by how many tours you're getting, you're going to have some days where you have 15 or 16 tours in that single day. And in a month, that could be as high as 400, 500 tours for your busiest month. You know, I feel it's funny. It's like if we were a government, we, we would spend a whole bunch of money creating some kind of committee to tell us something that we kind of already in, inherently known, right? Like <laughs> it's great that you guys have the data, but property mm-hmm. managers for, for decades have literally made sure that leases didn't end in the winter months because they knew that activity is higher in the, in the summer months. And they also look at, you know, hiring part-time help in the summer months to get them through the whole, the whole leasing deal. So it's good to know that inherently we've known there's just a lot more activity in the summers, right? So, so now tell us, you know, of course, having vacant properties and having to list them, run the applications, field all these phone calls, like that's, that's a lot of work. And, and of course, sometimes we're inefficient doing that. So mm-hmm. we made reference that the big guys, the, the institutional guys, the really big guys, the, the 1500 doors and greater, they've kind of solved this. So what are some of the, what are some of the best practices that if I'm listening to this and I'm a small mom and pop, I'm two, 300 doors or less. What are some mm-hmm. of the best practices that, that I need to, to implement? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. So just for 
handling this in, uh, increase in volume, I would say there's probably three things I can go into. One is simply your technology. What are you doing to handle tours, right? Uh, a lot of people have heard of self-touring technologies like Rently, Codebox, Igloo Homes, all these different- Tenant Turner. Uh, yep. Locks, Tenant Turner, all those. You should implement those because oftentimes you just don't have enough agents in your team to make the trip and go do all those tours that we were just talking about. And so even though that demand is there, you might not be able to meet that demand if you don't have some of these tools. And another one would be- all right, let me let me pause there because before the second yeah. one, so uh, here's, the, here's the objection I get for that. And then maybe you can just say not even a trap. My objection is two things. One is my fridge and stove are going to get stolen. And the objection number two is squatter is going to be moving in the house. And then objection number three is if I show it, I have a better close rate. So how would you, how would you ease some of the pain or, or objection for people not wanting to do this instead of they want to go to the house every time, which is just crazy to me, but what's yeah. the data, what's the data tell us? No. Yeah. That's that. Those are great objections. We face those all the time. So appliances get stolen, whether it's an agent tour or a self tour. So you have to understand these, the criminals out there see a yard sign and they know this home is probably vacant. So it doesn't actually matter how the tour happens. Just the fact that the home's vacant and it's being advertised Zillow or wherever you have a yard sign out there, kind of like a, Hey, I'm, I'm vacant. No in this house. <laughs> yeah, I'm vacant. You know, it's free to take advantage of. So the, the touring technology doesn't change the uh, probability that you might get appliances stolen. And then some agents, I agree, can have a higher close rate if they are a really good salesperson. But also agents can't possibly handle every tour. And That's so right. the volume of tours is so high that if, if they were to be doing this full time, they would practically just be living out of the house. And so too many homes. And I would, I would argue that the volume of, of tours that you're going to get from the self-touring tech will outweigh any of the salesmanship that an agent might have. Agreed. And the squatters go back to the same thing as the uh, appliances, right? Exactly. The exactly. sign the yard. I'm not there. Okay. So that's number two. So I'm sorry about that. I keep interrupting you. But <laughs> go ahead it's me. all good. Yeah. So you have the technology. That's number one. Number two, it's mostly about staffing up your team and you can do that in several ways that are cost effective. One people are doing all the time is getting virtual assistants or VAs. May, so, hopefully through VPM solutions, Darius. Right. That's, that's what, uh, yeah, that's what I recommend. Uh, we, we see that, you know, they can do a whole, a whole bunch of different tasks. You can just have them do some of the most high volume tasks. If you want, they can answer the phone calls, they can respond to leads. And, you know, this is still a person who is on your team, still someone who needs a bit of management and maybe looking for you, looking to you to see exactly what to do. So it, they try to make it lightweight and easy to work with. Uh, and VAs are good for scaling up and scaling back down. And then if a VA, let's say, isn't, isn't your, your idea of what you want to do, there are other companies that you can look to partner with to, of course, help you lease. And they do, you know, the whole entire process so that you don't have to focus on it. Again, that's what Sunroom Leasing does. And the difference with us is that we actually have real-time reports because we are part of the whole process of leasing. We really control that whole process. We have tech that brings in all of the activity into one kind of central dashboard. So you do have this real-time reporting and you don't have to just rely on, let's, you know, hearsay to understand why a listing is not getting leased. 
Nice. So how important is it to quickly respond to incoming leads? Yeah, it is surprisingly really important. I did pull some data on this. So it's not, I'm not just remembering all this off the top of my head, but Buildium did a really, really good study. Their property management company based out of Boston, they did an ROI study on this exact thing. So they, they see that the ideal timeframe to return calls and messages is 60 seconds or less. Wow. Is, I thought it was like about eight minutes, 60 no, seconds yeah, or no, less. It's, I don't, it's wild. Of course, that's, you know, what, what they found was. So the answer is you got, you got to answer the phone. Basically, if they you call, you got to answer the phone. Your, your answer rate needs to be 98% or more. And so what they found is the property managers that do answer and respond within that 60 seconds quadruple their chances of converting that potential lead to a tenant. And so, okay, so, other than the phone, are they, do you see that more and more resident or prospects are using email or text or some other ways of, of communicating with the property manager? Yes, there is some email, but most of it is texting. So you do need to be, you know, have a good texting system set up. I, I recommend auto automated texts and something that we've set up where we actually have humans and technology communicating. So you don't lose that human touch. But if you can get that first response back with an automated text in 15, 20 seconds, then you are you're keeping, them on, you're keeping them on the hook, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, so we've always been told that basically price sells, right? Like, like if I have a, a unit and I price it correctly, I'm going to get that unit at least sold, whatever it is. What are some tips that you have? for, you know, running a CMA and, and making sure that that unit is priced accordingly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pricing is tricky. Pricing a rental home is, is, is tricky. And I think that's because I think it's good to understand why, you know, one price that brought in leads last week may not bring in that same amount of leads this week. And that's because Every day there's new listings being, you know, added to the supply. And it, in the end of the day, there is this supply and demand concept here. And so, especially when you go into the summertime, for example, the volatility of listings going on the market, coming off the market is quite high. So that really directly translates to your pricing is going to be a little more volatile. And so first off, you know, before I get into maybe any CMA specific trick or tip is... I think you simply just need to be more vigilant with tracking your leads and making sure that you strike a good balance between the days on market to the ratio of how many leads you're getting. And so- Yeah, and if the, if if the property's not priced right, typically you're not gonna get a lot of leads. Right, right? yeah. So my, in, my, uh, in my experience, it's always been, if I'm getting no leads, you know, the property's not priced right, most likely, or it's just a- a location, right? I can't help with the location, but I can help with the price. And then mm -hmm. if I get a bunch of leads, but I don't get any applications, typically that's because the house is in some kind of, it's the, it's the shape of the house, right? Usually the, yeah. the make ready, it's not clean or, or whatever it is yeah. typically, yeah. but we're talking about, okay, so, but we've always ran a CMA to, to, to price our properties and you, and you still, is that still the best methodology is to use the local MLS to create the CMA or are you using some kind of algorithm through Zillow or, or on, on any other ways that you could think of? Yeah. So we do have 
additional things we do, not just the local MLS. We are lucky enough to be working with a lot of different listings in, in these markets. So we do have our own listing data that we can check. And the reason that's different than what you would find on the MLS is we have more insight into how many leads comparables are getting every week. So like you said, there might just be a location where, hey, you know, this location, even though it's in the Austin market in the in the Houston or wherever in, in Atlanta, um, it's a bit on the outskirts and that neighborhood isn't so great. But if you look at it compared to all the other listings that we've seen in that area, well, the count of leads you're getting, the days on market is actually quite normal. So I still think the very first, before you get that activity, the very first thing is running that CMA on the MLS, you know, checking beds, baths, renovation dates. Don't, don't skip looking at photos. So you can't just, you know, look at a bunch of numbers and say, these homes are comparable. You really need to look into the photos because just like a renter, that's how they're looking. You need to look like they do. And so are, are, do you, you have, have the, the upgrades that, that this other house right. has, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when you say number of leads, are you saying after I, I established the price, I'm looking at the leads or are you looking at historically? Are you able to look back historically and say, oh, the last time we had this house for, for lease, we, we had this many leads come in at this price. And of course, prices change each year based on the market. But is that what you're thinking? Is that what you're saying? Or are you saying put it on a price after you do a CMA and then as the leads come, you adjust that price accordingly or both? It's both. Yeah, it's both. So there's, there's three things there. It's, it's what are the comparables priced at? What was this price at last year? And what can we expect for rent appreciation? And then now that it's finally on the market and we're looking at real data coming in, that's the most important one. So all the old things don't really matter at that point. It just got you to hopefully having a close enough price to launch with. And then once you see how the market responds, you'll be able to actually judge if it's good enough. Now, I know that in Houston, in Texas, the local MLS is really strong and you can get really good, you know, comps for just mm -hmm. about any property just outside the MLS. And maybe yours, maybe using your software, it's a little, maybe it's a little bit different, but it's pretty, it's going to be pretty comparable. But I do know that there are a lot of local MLSs in different cities and states where they don't even put in the yeah. renting like they like it's almost impossible to get to to get a rental uh comp so how would you how do you have any tricks or or anything that you can like you can maybe help some listeners that may not have a strong mls yes for sure i mean there's also zillow Zillow's popular in, in practically every market everyone knows it. it's a household name and, so, and their data is uh, getting better huh They're, every year their data gets a little better Oh yeah, it's, it's, I mean, you know, again, not set in stone what they have. You do have to make adjustments according to the activity, but do look at Zillow. They have a rent price CMA and it'll lay out all the different comparables and like all the different attributes of each one. And they'll make it really clear generally what homes are priced around there. And, you know, at a certain point, you, you only have so much data. You can look back. There, there are large data sets you can purchase if, but not as a smaller company. And, but that is some of the data that we offer to the smaller companies. And so, yeah, yeah, that's, I do recommend Zillow for that. Okay. So with, with the summer comes a lot of work, but with, with all of, with a lot of the work and a lot of the leasing coming in, there's some opportunities 
that, that you don't have the rest of the year to grow your property management business. So mm -hmm. what, are, what are some of the opportunities that you see that, that PMs can, you know, if they're not working too hard, they, 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 you know, sometimes we work so hard in operations, we don't have the ability to grow our business. So what are some things that they can do so they can take advantage of, of this opportunity for growth? Yeah, yeah. So that's true. I mean, you, you can grow, of course, your business all year round. But the difference in the summer is that there, of course, like we, the trend of what we've been talking about this conversation is there's a lot more supply and demand. And so property owners will simply have more inventory coming up to be leased. And then in preparation of the summer, they may be seeking out their first or maybe like a new property manager. So it's just a great chance to actually think of some tactics and, and use the summer as the time and, and, the, and the time leading up to the summer to, to implement some of these tactics. Like one, one tactic would be something that's called circle prospecting. And it's something that maybe agents know very well who sell homes. But when you have a property in a neighborhood that's up for lease, you can do a quick study of the, of the homes nearby that are not occupied by an owner and you can put, there's a lot of services out there that can help you with this. And they will help you find the address of the actual owner and where they live, which is not there because it's their rental property. And you can send them a, a direct mail and even have a photo of their house. Maybe it's a curb shot, maybe it's a, from something and say, hey, we are leasing a home nearby. Use that as basically an excuse to reach out and say, Hey, this is, this is a service we offer in your Do you area. have any friends or family that, that, right. you know, might want to rent a, this place? Yeah. 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 Or, or even to actually acquire that, that owner, you can, because you know, there's a renter living in that home, you can say, Hey, we can lease your home if it's coming up in the summertime or anytime this year. Right. I love it. That's a great, yeah. And then it allows you to farm an area that you got a couple of properties that you're leasing. That's a, that's a great yeah. idea. I like that one. I'm going to put that in my, in my bag of tricks. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the leasing process. And, you know, it's it, obviously it starts with, you know, the make ready and getting the property and getting the property listed. But man, have you ever heard of these things called owners or investors? One of the things <laughs> they don't want to do is they don't want to spend a lot of money getting the property rent ready. Do you have any, any techniques or, or any tips on how do we get an owner to get the property to standards that we want or standards that we, that we need to get the property rent ready. And obviously I'm not talking about, you know, any kind of hazardous stuff that that's always going to get done, but like, mm -hmm. like they're supposed to, maybe they want to touch up the wall, but it really needs paint. Like painting's always the, seems that painting's the big, the big challenge. Most, in most cases, mm -hmm. not cheap. People try to get around with it. Oh, it's a hot market, Pete go ahead and just rent it as is, you know, holes in the wall, like, you know, nail holes and screw holes in the wall. <laughs> so any, anything of, that you've seen that might help with that objection? Yes, of course, you know, owners, property managers, sometimes the communication's not fully there and you don't realize sometimes that the place is actually in a bad condition. So it can be for multiple reasons why. And, you know, we've implemented a couple things. So one is something called a condition report. So when you actually go to the property, if you could come back with evidence and like a bullet point list and say, these are the things renters care about. It's, does it smell in here? Is there construction material left? Is there entryway really dirty? Is there a dog and something they can't really control, but is there a dog barking next door? All of these things 
are actually, you know, really hard to understand if you're the owner, you don't really visit your property. And so if you can send them photos with some, you know, even like small, small videos, even huh, of the dog small videos, yeah. you know, that's a good start. They don't have to necessarily believe you in, in, uh, and really believe that those are big problems. And so I think starting the conversation early with a condition report is the first part. And then the second part, again, just goes back to the numbers, which is if you can show them, hey, we are getting a good number of tours happening, but check out the tour feedback. They are saying the same things I told you about two weeks ago. Yeah. Then now it's not a new concept. They don't have to, it's already kind of been seeded in their mind. And so, hey, it's not me saying this. These are leads that you could have leased to saying that your place is dirty right. or, or whatever. And now it's costing you money, right? Yes. Like we always, we would sit down with our clients and if they didn't want to do anything because it cost, let's say an extra $300. And I'd say, well, your property rents for $1,600. And if you don't do this $300 work, we may sit here on it for a month. And if we sit here for a month, that $300 just costs you $1,600, right? Yes. And so you can have those conversations about, you know, do you want to invest in your property? Because some of these investors, they believe that I buy the house, I never have to put a dime into it. Like it's just a, you know, and that's because, you know, the, the, the Kiyosaki's of the world that, that talk about, that teach people how to buy property, they only teach them how to buy. They never teach them how to do afterwards, right? Or how to buy, you, you invest the money, it's rent ready forever. And they don't understand that it's not rent ready forever and that over time things, you know, need to be replaced and all that good stuff. And so there's nobody out there that's preaching you know, hey, how, you know, this, this is a marriage. Like when you buy a property, it's not just dating, right? It's, it's a marriage. Like you have to work at it. There's, there's things that need to be upgraded and fixed. And not every time a resident run moves out, is it the resident's fault? Some of it is just wear and tear. And so those conversations need to be, need to have been made. And, and the, the better relationship you have with your owner to, or, you know, the, the investor to have those conversations, the, the more influence you have on them doing what's right. And then the quicker it is to get the property rent ready. Yeah. And, and to add a point to that, I think here's a good, good line for you to use as a property manager. If you want to talk with your owners about this, it's something that we've seen and it's, 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 it's really impactful. It's good tenants want good landlords. And when yeah. a tenant, a possible tenant goes and tours this home and they see that it's dirty or the paint is bad, what you're just saying to them is, hey, good tenant, I don't really want you. And what you're saying to the bad tenant is- That's the guy, you're the one I, I want. I, I kind of, that you're okay to come in. And what, so what happens is indirectly, you actually increase your risk of eviction. And so when you are attracting people who are okay with a worse landlord, let's say, or a place that isn't so great looking, you're, you're increasing your risk of eviction. So yeah. 100% accurate i've seen this we had some low-income homes when i first started buying you know investing before i owned a management firm and every time we had somebody that would just give us money and say we'll take it as is we literally had to get rid of them within within six months like it wasn't even like six months yeah. was a good long stay you know it's usually about two or three months so that is 100 percent accurate so mm -hmm. all right so Let's, uh, I, we're running out of time. We want to hit a commercial break, but I, I do want to go over, let's kind of at a high level, let's go over to the leasing process, like as, as you see it. And then um, just add a couple of thoughts, like as you go through the process, let's talk about how Sunroom helps in each one of those processes. 
Okay. All right. So go, I'll let you go ahead and, and I'll, I'll do my best to not interrupt you too much. <laughs> all right. Yeah. No, yeah. Feel free to dig in. So it all starts before a listing, of course, is ever, is ever ready to get leased. So it starts with the renewals. So now the renewal process is really important because you have to know what rent you're going to expect if this person moves out and you get a new renter. So we help you understand the pros and cons to renewing with the current tenant, which will have a certain percentage of rent increase versus losing some money on vacancy, but maybe even having a higher percentage of rent increase. And so it all starts there. Oftentimes the renewal is what you want. Now, if you can't always control it, so the person's going to move out, doesn't matter what your price is going to be. And then it goes to pre-leasing. And so pre-leasing is, 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 is a tactic that I would say the best property management companies do. It doesn't matter how big or small you are. The best ones do pre-leasing very well. And so pre-leasing is a really great time to, for a couple of reasons, because first off, you might actually get lucky and there will be some percentage of properties that get leased before it's ever vacant. Now, it's not the majority of them, but that's a whole lot of money saved, not just for the owner, but for you as the property manager, you don't have to set up the property, you don't have to take photos, you can use the photos from the last time it was leased. And overall, everyone's happier if it gets leased this way. Now, All right, a couple of questions there on the pre-leasing. How yeah. soon do you pre-lease? Do you do two weeks or do you do a month or do you do more than that? Yeah, that's it. I would say you do more than two weeks. So uh, anywhere between 30 and 60 days out. Okay. And yeah. All right. And then do you do where people can view online? So you have to have like almost like a video tour. Is that is that successful? Or do you find like you let people go to the house and you have the resident show? Like, the, are you bothering <laughs> the resident here? Because that's old school way. Like, hey, where's right, the right. resident? Since you're moving out, we're going to have people come and look at your house. So what, yeah. what's the, what's the most effective way? You don't want to bother the resident. You don't want them to show it for multiple reasons. There will be scheduling conflicts as well as they're not going to present the house very well. They might even say things that are unfavor unfavorable to you as the property manager. So you do want to rely on the online presence of the listing. So if you can have assets, of course you have photos, if you can have 3d tours and you know, a video is great. I think 3D tours represent the space much better. Someone can click around at their own pace, pan over, they can measure to see if their bed fits in the room. Of course, not everyone is okay with only an online to signing the lease without seeing it in person, but there is a percentage of people who actually need that to happen because they're moving from out of state, they're moving from a different market. So you actually are offering a service that for a lot of people is is new and it is a good service well like you said it's, it's a small percentage but what you're really doing here is you if you do this and, and your competitors don't you're offering a service and most investors or people who own properties that are being rented when when you give them that the notice to vacate they freak out right especially people who are really new in in investing and so what this allows you to do is say hey look we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and market this property while somebody's still living there and in hopes to getting at least some applications prior to moving out so that we can minimize your days on market. Yes, yes. And uh, an added benefit of pre-leasing is you're going to have these owners who want to test an aggressive rent price, especially in the summertime. They have heard I can raise the rent a lot. 
Freeleasing allows you to, first off, be happily able to test that rent. And so without increasing the days on market, right? Because it's coming soon. You're not, it's not vacant yet. Vacancy loss. Right. And so not only could you just be happy and like be excited to help them at that rent price, which just, just going along and and being excited to help them test it is, is, is a lot of, is a big deal for them. The second is you can come back to them after a couple of weeks and say, Hey, look at the traffic we got at that current rent. It, you know, I, I, I love testing, helping you test it but it doesn't look like we're getting that many bites. So now let's lower the rent and you've had, you know, your time to kind of. That's good. And it's no, really no harm, no foul because the property's not not vacant. And so you're, you're getting the rent that you want ultimately, right. As the, as the, as the property manager, right. Like I want to rent it for 1800 because that's what the market shows. The owner wants to do 2000. I do 2000 for 30 days. We don't get any bites. Hey, now our agreement would be, when it comes vague after 30 days, let's lower to 1800. But meanwhile, you haven't even really put the property on the market. So your days on market aren't going up, 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 right? Cause it's just like coming soon, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's brilliant. Exactly. I love that. It's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So then after, after pre-leasing, let's say the property does not get leased during that time. You really want to work with the renter, the, the, the tenant who's in there and actually understand when they're going to move out. Some people move out a little bit early, so you can take advantage of that, get the place clean, turned before. That's um, easier said than done, by the way. Having a yeah. resident literally tell you the day they're moving out. Yeah, literally. You're right. It is. It is it's like wrangling it is cats. <laughs> yes, it is a lot of work. You probably need help with it. But when you do understand the date, and it's going to be at least when their lease ends at the latest, hopefully, you can prepare and you can have your team ready so that on that day, you are setting up the property you are, if you have a got everything scheduled out. Yep. Yeah. You already have it scheduled out. Yeah. yeah. I got the man holdovers are the, to me, they're the most frustrating. Like, especially if you don't tell me you're holding over, but oh yeah. My gosh. So, okay. So what do I have to schedule? I got to schedule utilities in most, in, in most instances. Right. So I got to turn utilities on. I got to schedule uh, in Texas. We got to schedule locksmith. Right. Some people don't do that, but, but we, we have to do that. And then you have to schedule your, your team to go out there and do a move out inspection. And then you have to schedule yeah. your make ready team to go out there and, and do a make ready inspection. Is that, is that about right? All those things have to happen. Yes, that's right. And I, I do think to save some money on the, on the rekey, spend a little bit of an investment. They're, they're not that expensive. There are certain deadbolts. Some of them are electronic where they have a, a very Just uh, it. rekey pin recoding. And so you don't have to pay a locksmith and your own team, your, your average maintenance guy can go in and, and rekey it uh, as they're installing all the other equipment. So it's not an extra trip, not an extra person you have to pay. It's just part of the trip. And for us in Texas, it'd be up to property code the first time you did it. Then after that, you just got to go change out the, the, the locks. Yep. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Yeah, there's a, that's a whole other, that, then the turn starts and that's a whole other ball game. And that's, that's a whole, that's a whole, I'll get somebody else and we'll, we'll interview about, yeah. about that. But <laughs> all right, so now the property's ready. And, and so now you're, you're basically changing it from coming soon to ready to go, or, or it's listed now. Is that, is that basically? Yes. Yeah, so, so it's listed on the market day one. Ideally you have it marketed on, on all the sites. First day it's vacant. And then from their point, from, from that point on, it's really just, all the things we kind of already discussed, right. make sure you're responding quickly. You're allowing as many tours to happen as possible with, with some type of technology. And 
be vigilant with how you're looking at the lead count because the thing that kills the days on market the most is simply you're not priced correctly or appropriately to attract enough activity. And so then I would say within the first one or two weekends, you should have a lot of confidence if the price is correct. Right. And, yep. and the weekend is important because most people tour on weekends. So yeah, so just make sure that gets adjusted. And then what I would do as, as a property manager who, who wants to keep your owners happy, when you run that CMA, pay close attention to the average days on market for those comparables. Right. And what you should be communicating is when the property and, and only when the property is priced correctly, because you know of that, because you're looking at the numbers, then you can start expecting this average days on market that the comparables had. And so an owner might say, well, it's been on the market for three weeks. Well, when is it going to get leased? Why is it not leased yet? And you should be able to tell them, well, it only was correctly priced one week ago. So it's as if it's really only been on the That's market. That's brilliant. I never thought about that. Holy crap. Yeah. You're so right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> so, you got to go back like, hey, it's not from day zero when we started. It's, it's from yesterday when we changed it or last week when we changed the when we changed the price. Right. Your new days on market is 20 days. It's from here, not from when we were overpriced. Yes. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I wish I, I wish I had done that <laughs> earlier in my career. Yeah, that's one one reason why it's just so important to pay attention to these these numbers, these leads. Right. And yeah, and so so then it's priced correctly, and then of course you'll start getting applications. Mm -hmm. And the thing with applications is you're always going to get someone who's a bit on the line of being qualified or not. And so it depends how many days on market you have, and how desperate the situation is, and how much how much leeway you're going to have. But you know just get the whole group of renters you really you know a renter is not just one person a lot of the time it's a group and so in order to be streamlined with applications you really have to motivate the whole group to apply and so if you could get them in a group email in a group text just keep it as a group there's usually one lead renter let's say one person who's the most organized person in the group and they're pushing it forward so you can talk with them the most but keeping the whole group and all the communications really just helps light the fire under everybody and get them to, to actually finish their applications. And, and then, then of course, once you get the application, you got to run that and then you got to start the move in process. Yes. Yeah. You it never ends. <laughs> yeah. The certified funds is a big deal for a lot of people. You know, a, it, this is a interesting stat. Most adults in the U S have, or yeah, that's right. Most adults in the U S have less than a thousand dollars in their savings. Oh, uh, yeah, this wow. is, it's, it's wild. And so that security deposit and that move-in cost is a big deal. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's a big deal for many reasons, but also because they have to do something they're not used to doing. Well, that, and then of course, that's just the beginning for them, right? Now they have to have moving costs and then they have, they need deposits mm -hmm. on their utilities sometimes. And, and it, it's, yeah. it's, it's a big cost to move, which is why I'm, I'm always surprised that people will move rather quickly. I, I mean, in, in, I think in Houston, when we, when we were tracking it, I think it was like 18 months, every 18 months, somebody would move. And I'm like, man, that's, mm -hmm. you know, that sounds pretty, you know, that's a, that sounds pretty, pretty expensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Darius, I can talk to you all day and get really deep into this stuff, but we're, we're coming, we're going to run up against it. So, all right, <clears throat> we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we're going to come back for the, the lightning round. All right. All we're right. going to ask you a series Ready. of quick questions. And all you do is uh, just give me some really fun answers. 
All right, so we'll be right back after this message. Create the best move-in experience for your resident or homeowner. Citizen Home Solutions is a utility concierge service designed to assist with services needing activation prior to moving into a new home. Our experienced team will help eliminate the stress of setting up services. No more calling a long list of service providers to get everything connected and ready for move-in day. Your client will value the white glove service provided on your behalf. True, Citizen Home Solutions assist with utilities, but more importantly, we create an experience that your client will appreciate and love. Our service is free and offers you a revenue share program. Want to know more? Visit pmcpartner.com. Have you ever considered hiring a property management virtual assistant but didn't know where to start? Or have you tried hiring a virtual assistant but you weren't satisfied with the number of qualified applicants? If so, VPM Solutions is here to help. VPM is the world's first virtual talent marketplace dedicated specifically to property management and real estate. We have thousands of talented virtual assistants ready to work for you, including assistance for accounting, leasing, maintenance coordination, rent collections, and much more. With VPM, you can post jobs, screen candidates, hire and pay your virtual assistants, all from within our state-of-the-art platform. VPM is the easy button for hiring and managing your virtual team. And the best part? VPM Solutions is 100% free to employers. That's right, free. No placement fees, no employer markups, and no hidden charges. With VPM, property managers get the talent they need while reducing costs and improving customer service. Visit vpmsolutions.com and create your free account today. Pest Share, a pest control amenity for your resident benefits program. Starting at just $5 per door, you can give your residents the pest control coverage they need. PestShare will even pay for the expensive infestations like bedbugs and cockroaches. End the debate over who pays for pest control, while PestShare turns an expense into added revenue. For more information, check out their website at pestshare.com forward slash property managers. All right, welcome back, everybody. And we got Darius here with Sunroom, and he's in the hot seat, so to speak, with the lightning round. Darius, you ready for the lightning round? I think I'm ready. All right. What is one piece of advice you would give someone just starting out in business? Don't expect it to work out immediately. You're going to have to have some grit, and you can tell people your ideas, and don't be afraid that they're going to steal them because execution is more important. Oh, I love that. Nice. Does pineapple belong on pizza? <laughs> no. I'm with you on that one. All right. <laughs> what book are you currently reading or what is one that has impacted your business or life? Yeah, I am I am currently reading Project Hail Mary. It's a sci-fi book. I won't go too deep into it, but the sun is running out of energy and they have to go solve it. <laughs> oh man, I don't, <laughs> don't want to be on that committee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which superhero character do you most associate with? Ooh, oh, I like that. You know, I always liked Green Lantern. I, I like that he kind of uses technology to achieve some type of magic power. It's not just kind of built into him. He, he has this tech kind of component to him. Technology and his, his mind, right? He could, whatever he could think of, he can make something. Yes, yeah. yes. What is one challenge you're facing in your business? 
you know, we were seeing longer days on market during the winter and just trying to be transparent about why exactly that's happening. It's some of the things we were just talking about, which is why it's so fresh on my mind. But yeah, just really digging into the data. And anytime I'm working with a property manager, I want them to feel like I'm really just part of their company and I can give them as much transparency into how we operate as possible as as if they were doing the job themselves so yeah just making sure we communicate and show absolutely everything we're working on what was your first job first job ever i was a photographer at a middle school during a summer program it was really fun got to take photos of kids splashing around and everything it was, it was great nice other than the narpum podcast what is a podcast you recommend pivot Pivot is a great podcast. It is uh, about the tech industry, so it's not for everybody, but yeah, Pivot. What do you prefer, dogs or cats? Cats. Cats. <laughs> All right. And if someone wanted to get in touch with you or Sunroom, they listen to this, they, they want to reach out, what's the best way they can reach out to you? Go to sunroomleasing.com, and you can also hit me up on my LinkedIn. My name's Darius Saliapur, and yeah, just go to our website, and hit book a demo and you can start talking to us. And Salyapur is S-A-L-E-H-I-P-O-U-R. And if you are interested in joining NARPM, you can go to NARPM, N-A-R-P-M dot O-R-G, or you can call the good folks there, 800-782-3452. And if you feel like you need some remote team members, virtual assistants, uh, international team members, whatever it is to help your business, especially through the through the summer or as you grow, please go to vpmsolutions.com. It is a online platform that connects property management with remote team members, and it's a free for the property management companies to use. And the way VPM makes money is we charge 10% to the remote team members. We have over 20,000 remote team members on the platform now looking for work, and we have training, property management 101 training sessions that they can take. So thanks again, everybody. Well, and we'll see you next time. This has been a production of the National Association of Residential Property Managers, the recognized leader in property management, along with your host, Pete Newbig, CEO of VPM Solutions, where property management meets global talent. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the host and are not necessarily those of NARPM. If you have a hot topic you'd like discussed on the podcast, please email us at radio at narpum.org. 